Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This podcast exists because we want you to win, and you're going to need leverage to win. They're going to need to want you as a songwriter more than you need them. They're going to need to want you more as an artist on that record label more than you need them. That's when you're going to make sure that the deck is stacked and you can get everything that you want and everybody's going to perform for you. That's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. What is leverage? It's a strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively and all that was dreamed up by my brilliant lyricist and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then when you get those two things in line, he'll put you in front of the pros so you can continue to take a couple at-bats and get your shot with the pros. You can't ask for more than that. <laughs> you can find Brent real easy at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound, and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves, so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's up, brother? How are you? Man, I got a little sleep last night, so I feel... <laughs> Actually, no, I'm still not caught up, but I have coffee, so I'm good. <laughs> I got... Good enough. Man, I, uh, I'm still recovering from CMA week like that. was. Mm. We had a lot going on. Good. Well, and it was like nonstop. I mean, I'm coming home at two or three in the morning every night. And this is different. How? This there is, are I, more people I, around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid no. to go out late, but I don't. Like, I'm not. I'm, I'm older these days. I keep it a little more control. Like that was like, man, we had a lot going on. But man, some killer shows. Some saw some great new artists come up. Got turned on to a couple new acts I wasn't aware of that awesome. uh, we might have the the pleasure to work with which awesome. are like really neat like you would love them dude like we will talk th- off the air yeah this one act like like, like they're just the real deal and you're like yeah it was, and all of them are listening at right now going he's talking about us yeah that's right he's talking about, it's about them. <laughs> maybe we are <laughs> so what are we gonna learn today all right well as as our as the climbers out there may know i am a lyricist all right so i don't play uh, I don't. I choose not to play an instrument. I can dumb strum on a guitar a little bit, but I really don't ever pick the guitar up. And I, uh, I don't write melody. So I just have uh, something I blogged about a while back. I thought we should talk about it here on the podcast. It's seven things every lyricist should know. And if you're a melody writer, it it helps you understand lyricists a little bit better. All right. Okay. I like that. Hey, but before we do that, mm-hmm. uh, let's take care of a little business. Number business. one, yes. uh, if you haven't joined the Climb community yet, please do so. Search the Climb community on Facebook. This is a killer community. Like, I love the activity in this mm-hmm. that happens every day. People helping other people out. People posting questions. What do I do about this for marketing? What about this for songwriting? Yeah, it's good. It's picking up. It's, it's picking getting up. busier as it as it grows. It's it, good. It really is. Mm-hmm. And and there's a couple people in there. You know, we need to make sure everybody follows the rules. But 
all in we're all, building that culture. Yeah, yeah. We're all in all, we're building that culture. So if you want to be a part of that, guys, we let everybody in. You got to ask to be let in, but we'll let you in. And if you continually misbehave, we will roadhouse you. Yeah. But you'll get a couple warnings. Yeah, you get some education first. You know, right. and some people have been adding people to the group. Yeah, and which is cool. We just ask that you kind of let them know what's up, so they don't think that we added them, and we're. You know, spammy terrorists. That's right. And so far, like the last few it's times cool. that's happened, like they all were aware. It yeah, like they were all which aware is awesome. What's going on? So that's cool. But we appreciate you wanting your buddies in the group. That's Sharon. That's great. Sharon and, and Karen. so we it is, <laughs> and we appreciate it. So that's right. Yeah. So that's the climb community, guys. Share this on your own social media if you like this. If it's beneficial to you, it's going to help out your fellow bandmates. It's going to help out your fellow musician, your fellow songwriter. People, uh, everybody's in the struggle together, and, and we're. Our hope is that we're bringing value to this and, and giving you a different perspective. So spread the love that way. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Make sure that those uh, podcasts come right down into your uh, your podcast player automatically every Tuesday for the main episodes and every Friday for the mini-sodes. And, um, and take a 30 seconds. Give us a five-star review and a rating. Let mm-hmm. us know. Uh, let, let everybody else know out there is thinking about dipping their toe in the water here that's legit and that you like what's going on speaking of five star reviews speaking of we've got a new one this is from Terry I'm going to read this with one eye because I left my cheaters at home so um, um, (laughs) Terry if I misquote you just a little bit uh, have a little forgiveness brother I can't see I'm blind but uh, this is Terry by Metal Shred 55 it's a five star review and already I love this guy Metal Shred 55 He's one of your peeps, I can tell. Yeah, he said, These guys are so full of great information that I listen every chance I get. I even listen to some episodes multiple times just to absorb it. Love the show. Horns up. Horns up. Boom. Thank you much, Terry. Middle Shred. I obviously one of Johnny's peeps. Yeah. But I'm glad you're here. I love that. So, um, we're going to learn seven things every lyricist should know. So, basically, you know, this is not an exhaustive list. But realizing the following points has really helped me in my songwriting career. It's helped me get my head right, keep it right, and it's helped me move forward and progress in my career. So if you're a lyricist or if you, even if you write melody but you feel like your strength is more lyric, Mm -hmm. then this is for you. And if you're a melody writer that works with some lyricists, this is for you so you can play camp counselor. To your, <laughs> to your lyricist friends who are like, I don't know. The, and how about just the cases? pursuit of excellence on lyrics? Yes. Right? So this is this is more mindset stuff, but okay. uh, you know this is uh, this is going to be helpful, I think, for a lot of people. You can kind of apply a lot of these kind of apply to whatever you whatever your thing is. But uh, okay. you ready to dive in? We got seven, so I don't want to dilly dally. Number one. All right. Number one, you are enough. Okay, so it's okay to be just a lyricist. I say that with the little finger quotes. Just a lyricist. Writing great lyrics is a valuable skill, and the people that matter know that good lyrics matter. All yeah. Right? So you can hold your head up high. If you think or act like you're not worthy, people will assume that you probably aren't worthy. So you don't want to be arrogant, but you do want to be confident. It is fine to say, you're not just a lyricist. You're a freaking specialist. And th- there's value in that. So first thing is you just need to keep your chin up and stop worrying about you're not a real songwriter or you're not worthy to be a pro because you know it's funny is i've seen this every once in a while i don't know if it's somebody just trolling just to cause a a, a facebook fight but i've seen it in a couple of different facebook groups not one of ours but where someone will basically blast like hey if you don't write melody you know if you're just writing words you're a poet you're not a songwriter really you're not a songwriter and then the feed blows up with like <laughs> hundreds of comments and so i don't know if they're just trolling or what 
Uh, but I'm like, you know, it was funny. The royalty check seemed to find me just fine. That's right. You know, I was going to say, like, like just, you just take pictures of that Alan Jackson plaque like, and the uh, yeah. and the Randy Travis plaque, and you're just like, it's hey. Like, <laughs> Oddly enough, I don't know why they're paying me as a songwriter. That's what it says on my taxes. Yeah, I must be, I must be like, I must be a secondary citizen, low songwriter that gets checks. Like, don't, don't know tell that. anybody. <laughs> but publishing companies have hired me as a songwriter, <laughs> knowing I don't write melody. So I have, anyway, yeah, multiple so you, pub deals. By uh, the multiple way. pub deals. Yeah, yeah which, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I'm not good enough to keep one for a long time, but I'm good enough to get a several. But you know what? Honestly, God, I have talked to a number of people that um, that sort of seems to be the sentiment out there. I think because as artists, we're always looking for, uh, we're always a little insecure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's a big one to hang your hat mm-hmm. on. But no, nah, man. Like, if hey, if you can really write them, mm-hmm. you know, then... Yeah. God bless. Yes. And you, and then you're, you're gonna find that beehive. Yeah. Of people that are like, oh, yeah, yeah. We, you, you need to be in every right understand. That we're in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to understand the value you bring. But yes, you are enough. You are a songwriter. Yep. Even if you don't write melodies That's or right. sing. All right. So number two, uh, pick your co-writers carefully because lyrics are only half the song. All right. You are a songwriter, but you're only writing up to half the song. You're, for the other half, you do need a co-writer, and you want to pick them carefully. And so I know this from experience, because it's a terrible feeling to take an idea or a lyric that I love into a co-write, and somebody slaps on a subpar melody. Yeah. So you do want to be mindful and careful about your about who you choose to work with, because you're going to have to work with somebody. You're not going to sit in your room by yourself and, and hammer out a hit song, That's right. but you're not going to sit in a room with a mediocre writer and hammer out a hit song either now with that said you can't have analysis paralysis and sit in the room and never get your stuff out until you can write with I don't know Shane McAnally or somebody like that or Thomas Rhett right you do need to get your stuff out there at the beginning it may not be with the top notch songwriters it may just be with the best melody writers you can find that's right but that will showcase your stuff and that will allow you to start generating some traction and start climbing up that ladder. I got a couple things to add. Yes. Number one is um, the only way you're going to really kind of find out who the good melody writers are and who the the mediocre melody writers aren't, and the only way you're going to find out what that bar is, like you have enough data in your head where you can recognize Mm -hmm. a really good melody writer versus Mm -hmm. a mediocre melody writer, is by doing the work. Doing the work, yeah. So go out there, to your point, go out and and, and write with them. Number two is the... um, Man, I, I think a lot of people sometimes are like they're they're worried that they got one good idea and they don't mm-hmm. want to share it. So they don't want that adds to the analysis paralysis right. because I don't I want to wait to the perfect right. Man, you're gonna keep coming up with good ideas, or you're never gonna be a pro anyway. Yeah, so so just throw them out so there, the gonna... best stuff you got, and mm-hmm. just keep going because it's a springboard onto the next thing. And believe it or not, the more you work, and more you're gonna flex that muscle, the stronger mm-hmm. you're gonna get. And 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 the, the the higher up the ladder you're going to climb. Right. So don't use that as an excuse not to you know to wait for the right right or the right person or blah blah blah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then especially um, at the beginning, you got to get out there, mix it up. And then finally, like on that, so you're talking about like you know making sure that you're with the best melody writers that you can find that but, you can get to that you can get to. But also, like I mean, we're very conscious when I'm hooking up a writer or I'm sorry with one of my artists with songwriters with a team. I want to know who's strong in lyrics mm-hmm. and who's strong in melody, and I'm trying to put complementary people together. Oh, yeah. 
as opposed to like two lyricists and a guitar doesn't and an it's artist who doesn't play guitar like we get nothing done. It's a really weird <laughs> room. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you sort of recognize who uh, who compliments you. Yeah, right? and if you're honest about that, they go back to point number one. You are enough. Yeah. You can let people know that and not try to hide it, and so they know what you do and they can add you into the right mix. That's right. All right. So number three. Bring in ideas that let your co-writer shine. All right, so each of your co-writers are going to have different strengths. This is assuming you get to the point you, you have you know, your hopper, you have your rotation. So one co-writer may write killer traditional country songs. Another co-writer might write great female pop country. So, okay, where do you think I'm going to take my crying my beer ideas? I'm going to go to the, the guy that writes really great crying my beer traditional country songs, right? right? I don't go to a steakhouse hoping for a great salad. Now, don't go to a vegan restaurant hoping for steak. Right. So I, I believe it's important to let your co-writers do what they're great at. Set them up to succeed. Work. Let them work in their strengths. Now, yes, you do want to stretch your co-writers, and you know you can do that too. But man, there's just something beautiful about. Oh, this is in your wheelhouse. Go kill it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, quarterback. How often do they go out and try to catch a pass or block somebody? Yeah. They don't. Every they once in a while, they may be called upon yeah. <laughs> in dire situations, but very infrequently because they know eventually they're going to lose a quarterback. Yeah, That's not their area of strength. You want them dropping back, reading coverage, throwing a ball, or handing the ball off. You know, they very good at what they do, not good at what they don't do. That's right. And so you want... You know, you want to get the proper players in the proper spots on the field. You want to bring them the right ideas. If you're, if you have a great running quarterback, you're going to draw up some runs yep. for them. If your quarterback is... You know, six nine, but he's like four hundred pounds, and he, you know he's the hefty lefty, and he can barely move. And you don't want to do a lot of like we're going to roll, roll out and just <laughs> take it and run. You're not going to do that. You want to set him up to succeed. That's right. Which means you're going to spend money on that offensive line to protect him because exactly. he can't move that fast. He can't move that fast. But he's accurate. You spend the money it's, it's on the all get out. Yeah. Right. So. You know, when you start figuring out what your co-writers and you may have to ride with them a couple times to find out what their strengths are. That's cool. But once you realize that, it's good to really try to play toward their strengths, just like they're not handing you a guitar and going, "Oh, just come on, yeah, you can do it, you can do it, <laughs> come on, be a real songwriter." No, just you don't want them handing you a guitar. Don't hand them something that they're not qualified for. That's not going to be within their area of strength. And I will add this. I will add that. Um, that everybody thinks they can write everything. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, and I've, and I've, and I'm, like, I'm interested in, like, stirring up a different soup, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll do that sometimes. Like, if the writers are down and they don't think I'm going to waste their time, like, I'm like, hey, I got to rock, like, a couple country writers, right? There's this, like, country team that was, like, sick, mm-hmm. like, really good. And, uh, like, a couple big hit writers in there, really notable songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had them write with Jacob Cade. Oh, cool. You know? And they came up with some cool songs. Got to Michael Wagner. He's like, these are country. I'm not recording these. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they really are. Like, you know, yeah. as much as they tried, they're country. That's who they are. That's what, yeah. that's what they do. And they're awesome at it. Yeah. You know? Why? Don't make, guys, them, yeah, don't make them be something else. But guys like Michael Wagner are going to smell that. They're going to sniff it out. Harpy, yeah. Hardcore, straight, 180 proof. Rock. It was embarrassing because he looked at me like, really? And I was like, I just, I'm, just, I'm showing you everything. But they're got, quality. Man. Yeah, it's a good song. I know it's not. But that's, yeah. I mean, that's why I haven't tried to, you know, leverage you for a co write with Jacob. Yeah. It's not what I do. Yeah. He's great and he's rocking. He's going to kill it. And I'll be like, yeah, I was like one degree of separation from him. But 
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. What I do is not what he does. So how much value can I really bring to that? And what does success look like? So if I'm not bringing in what some that he's going to kill, I don't really need to be in that room. So that's, it's a little bit of knowing that, my that, lane as well because I don't want to. That's you know, right. I don't want to annoy him and waste his time or make Michael Wagner get that look on his face on one of my songs. <laughs> so, that's right. All right. So let's go on to uh, number four. And this is a big one. All right. Number four, give respect to the melody. Now, I, I didn't used to care too much exactly how a line sang as long as they got my words in there. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, that was proof of both my arrogance and my inexperience. And my song suffered as a result. I, I mean, I remember sitting, you know, right with my buddy Tim, like, no, Tim, that's the line. You find a way to make it sing, singer boy, which is just wrong. And it's arrogant and it's immature and it's not understanding that the importance of a melody. Because I listen to lyric first. Right, and so, but it's a fallacy. Most people don't listen to lyric first. It has to, if you want the song to get sung, it has to sing. Yeah, right. If it doesn't sing, it won't get sung. And so, I made that mistake a few times of, of really pressuring my co-writer to try and log jam all these this cool line into this melody where it really didn't fit. You have to give a lot of respect to that melody and realize that most people, if and singers especially, they want a, a melody that they want to sing. Yeah. A lot of people like George Strait, you know, I've heard he listens melody and beat, groove, whatever, feel, music first. Yeah. And then if he likes that, then he'll listen more deeply and go, what's it about? Step two is listening to the lyric yeah. and let's see if it fits with yeah. what I got for. But, so, but it doesn't matter how good the lyric is, like if I'm not feeling that. If he's not feeling groove, it, he's never yeah. going to find out how good the lyric is. That's right. And a lot of people are that way. It has to sing. So, I mean, you can, as evidenced by a lot of pop and rock songs that have dumb lyrics, but they feel great. Yeah. Okay. Susu Studio. Yeah, exactly. We'll make up mean? words. And <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And I've paid for that song a couple times. So mm-hmm. give respect to the melodies. Songs are both lyric and melody. And if a line isn't singing just right, just keep at it till you find the line that both says what you want it to say and sings well. So you have to be patient. You have to be confident in your ability. And, and remember, it's not all about you. And it's really not even all about the lyric. 
it's about the song and songs lyric and melody give proper respect to the melody for one thing your co-writer will appreciate that yep. you know trying to you know run over them and so it'd be a more enjoyable experience for the melody writer and they're more likely likely to play it out if they like how it sings because they're the singer and you're not going to be going out playing it out so if you want your song to get played out have to write something your co-writer wants to play yeah I mean you know <clears throat> melodically it's called collaboration do, again let them do what they're good at trust them called collaboration it is and then and just realize you know there's a certain element of, of just realizing that that's the soup that you're making today yeah right mm-hmm. like I think the sensor gets in the way right mm-hmm. and we, so we start to judge and we start to worry and we start to oh man is this good or not good you know what don't worry about it like like I put a, a really great writer with Alora who's writing for her EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an artist, Daredevil artist. She's uh, recording on July 9th with Michael Wagner. He's going to produce the record. Cool. And uh, th- this writer who actually did uh, Mark Bray's new single, she wrote that. Mm-hmm. Eric Lee Sunshine. And they got together. And they wrote a killer tune. Great song. Like the best melody I've ever heard Alora do. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Country song. <laughs> yeah. Except for a swear word. They got to change one thing. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But it's, a, it's good. So maybe yeah. it's not going to be for her project. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They just plowed through, and they came up with this great song that, I, sure, shooting, we can, we can shop that. Yeah, I think. You know, I, I think they got to change like one cuss word in there that's never nobody's ever going to sing on country radio. But, yeah. but uh, it's it's great. It's it's a really good song. Is that cuss word a rhyme for somebody else? What is that cuss word a rhyme? I don't know. Okay, if it's not easy fix. So, yeah, I, I think that's yeah. If that's what it is that day write that and realize but you know we're talking lyricists here so they're not writing for their own project anyway because they ain't got no project that's right. I'm trying to get on somebody else's but uh, yeah so that's number four give respect to the melody number five show up with two or three song ideas alright so if you're a young writer writing with a seasoned pro they expect it from you after all they can probably write a great song without you so what do they want from you as a lyricist they want your ideas that's why you're in the room they're craftsmen they've done the stuff they know the deal what do they need from you they want your fresh ideas. And if you're like a younger lyricist, and, and this came up recently in conversation with somebody about writing with younger writers. Like, yeah, I have more craft than they do. I know what I'm doing. But you know what I don't know is like a 50-something-year-old pro writer. I don't know as much how 20-year-olds are talking, the right. language they use, the worldview. And that's something you can bring as a lyricist. If you're a younger lyricist, you can bring that because you know how your peer group, your age group, is talking. You may not even be aware of it, but you speak a little differently than a fifty-year-old does. Because it's just it's just culture. It's for just you. culture for you, right? But that's a value that you can bring. But and also your ideas. I mean, so many yeah writers say I've written a bazillion songs. What do I need? Just bring me a hit idea and then follow me to the money. Yeah. And so um, you do want to show up with some strong ideas, and, and like I said, at least two or three. Because if you're if you're writing up, or even if you're not, you may throw out the one that you've been waiting on, and they just go. Man, I wrote something really similar to that last week or last year, and so I don't want to step on that again. Yep. Just because it may be weird between me and that other co-writer or whatever, or it's going to be in my head, and it's going to be, I'm going to be spending all day trying not to write that same song instead of trying to write this one. So, you know, you want to have some backup, and and also that shows your seriousness that you don't just have one idea. Yep. You know, you've done your homework, and it, or it just may not be they just may not get it. Oh, they're just not feeling it that they're day. They're not feeling it that day, that particular idea. So you have another one. If that doesn't work, you have another one. And so that shows the seriousness, the level of professionalism. <clears throat> so as a lyricist, man, that I feel responsible for bringing the idea. 
because why else am I there? Yeah, right? You better have that. I better have some words and some ideas, right? <clears throat> so that's so yes, as a lyricist, know that you need to come up with some ideas. I mean, a lyricist should not be the one to show up in the room and go, uh, I don't know, man. I don't, yeah, I don't what, got what nothing today. What are you feeling today? <laughs> I mean, that, that is an appropriate question at times, you know, because I also feel I'm in the service business. So I do want to serve. I'm around with an want. artist. Yeah. Or also my co-writer, hey, are you feeling something? I wish to lead into the next point. But, yeah, sometimes that's an appropriate question. But I always want to have some. I would just I have one thing. At yes. the very beginning of that point, you said they, they probably can write a song without you. They do write a song without you. They have <laughs> they That's do. why they're there. That's they, why they're they there. They can absolutely yeah. write without you, and they don't need you, give yes. them a reason to need you. Exactly. With a new idea. Yeah, because <laughs> even if they only write melodies, they have other writers. <clears throat> yep. Other co-writers, or if they're a solo writer, or they can write a complete song by themselves. Yeah, they can write a, a song, and if they're a pro, they have written great songs without you. That's so right. what do they need you for? They need you for cool the next ideas. One. Good ideas. Hey. Yeah, exactly. But also that leads into my next point. Number six, you don't always have to write your idea. All right, so you're responsible for showing up with some strong ideas that are worthy of being written. Do your homework. But that doesn't mean you have to shoehorn your idea into the one that you write that day. Again, we're in the service business. If the best service that day is to help that co-writer write their idea because that's just a better idea or it's something that's really on their heart and that's a way that you can connect with them and play the long game work work on that song that really means something to them even if it's not 100% commercial but you're really relationship building by doing that yeah then that's something to consider again you don't just like giving respect to the melody you know be flexible on your line to make sure the line sings great you also want to be flexible with your ideas just because you're responsible. Bring up your couple ideas that you have that are really strong. And if that's just not the one to write that day, that's cool. You need to let that go. You'll write those another day. I mean, I consider it a bonus because I'm like, great, I brought in some strong ideas, but we end up writing my co-writer's idea. I still got all my strong ideas to bring in next week to someone else. <laughs> you know, That's a good I way of looking at it. Yeah, like... I, <laughs> I'm not down a single song idea. I just haven't found a bonus idea that I like. You know, it has to be one that we all like. But we're there to serve the song that's waiting for us in the room that day. I want to bring some, but if that's not the song we're supposed to write that day, I'm not in charge. Right. You know, it, it's a collaboration. Like you've mentioned a couple times, John, it's collaboration. And so don't let... Sometimes we can feel like our, our ego or our insecurity, most likely our insecurity. We feel like we better write our idea. Because I have to justify being in the room, and I better get—I better write most of the lyric. Some days I'm not even driving point on lyric. I mean, just the co-writer may be feeling it that day. It's like you know, you're playing basketball. All of a sudden, somebody's having—he comes off the, the bench, hand. but yeah. he's hitting—he's <laughs> in half-court shots. You just like feed him, yeah. feed him. Just I don't keep, care. The game is to happen. win. That's right. Not—I'm not worried about my personal stats because all that matters is the the W or the L at the end of the game. And I would I would add this a, c- a couple of things. So number one is yeah, just make sure the vibe is good, man. Yeah, you know, and don't be don't be the log jam because it has to be yours. Yeah. because I'm insecure because I'm a lyricist and I'm only a lyricist. And so if we don't write my idea and I don't get a lot of lines in there, they may not like me. No, they're probably not going to like you because you're ramrodding everything. Exactly. That's that's it. Yeah, you know? it's the vibe. It's going to go sideways on the vibe. And the second thing is, it's kind of like I mean, just when you get in that situation, think about song title challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and just start riffing off some random idea that just gets popped to you right then and there, and 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 exercise that muscle mm-hmm. 
so that you can try to add as much value to that as you can. And and like you said, if you know, maybe it's maybe it's just something that got going on right now, and it's, yeah. this isn't going to get cut. But we just need to get it out. We need to birth this baby. Right. Yeah. And and if you're there to help, they're always going to remember you for that. Yeah, right? for being the, the, the delivery room when, right. when that baby was born. The midwife. The midwife. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm the midwife. I'm the midwife. Um, but you know, it, but a lot of times it is that insecurity that you know we feel like. And it's scary too. It may be insecurity feeling like we better write an idea that I bring in because I have to justify being in the room. Or it may be insecurity going, I did a lot of homework on these ideas, but now this other idea just came up and I don't know yet if I'm going to be able to write it well. Why? Because you've never written that idea before. We're always kind of improving. Yep. And so for me, it, I'm more comfortable doing that because I'm more comfortable going, I don't know where this is going to go. But yeah, kind of like song title challenge. They throw it out. They really want to write it. I don't know where it's going to go yet, but we'll figure it out along the way. It's being confident enough in your own ability to go, even though I don't know where this train is headed, let's go. Let's yeah. start laying down track and we'll be all right. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be everything that I've done my homework on. You have to be able to improv too as a lyricist. That's right. And that comes with time and practice and confidence. So you don't always have to write your own idea. And just, yeah, let it happen. You're responsible for bringing in some good ones. That doesn't mean you have to write them. That's right. All right, ready for the last point? Yes, sir. All right. The melody writers, they're just as scared of you as you are of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my mama told me about snakes. (laughs) About snakes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Listen, people who can create great melodies out of thin air may be a mystery to you. Okay, and they are to me. I don't get it. That is not how my brain works. It's not a skill set I have. And so they may kind of intimidate you because you don't have that skill. I'm like, how do people just open their mouth and they sing and these melodies happen? I don't understand it. But you know what? I've learned it runs both ways. That I have right with some people that get a little freaked out that you don't hear melody? No. But you got all these words. Man, where do these words come from? I don't know. Where do your melodies come from? You know, so that kind of can freak them out a little bit too. So, but the beautiful thing is you each have something that the other person needs. Yeah. And so just remember that it's kind of like, they're probably a little weirded out too, because they may be a little nervous that God, I got to come up with this whole melody myself. Yep. You know, that may kind of throw them. So just remember that they're not, they probably got their own bundle of insecurities and their own nerves and their own stuff that they're, we all got Not issues, probably. right? They do. I ain't got issues. I got subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> I got prescriptions. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, they, they got their own stuff going on. And just remember that they're just as scared as you of you as you are of them. And you all got your own stuff, but it's beautiful when it works together. And just, you know, try to enjoy being in the room that day with somebody. It makes a better song, man. Like, I work with this artist out in uh, L.A. I produce, like, three EPs on him. Killer mm-hmm. voice. Killer voice. Mm-hmm. And so from the time he's born you know mm-hmm. everybody's bound down to this kid's feet like because yeah, he can sing cool. and you know what this is by the way i find this predictable with people who like really really sing really well their lyrics suffer because oh. they get the reaction they get the love that they mm-hmm. want because of the way they sing and so the lyrics are kind of mediocre because they don't have to be great exactly yeah. in this particular if artist, you're bob dylan if you sing like dylan yeah you better <laughs> you get, have some words that's right you better come up with something more to bring to the party All right, yeah but he i mean he he uh all self-contained like his whole life yeah always wrote his own songs never did a co-write and mm-hmm. we flew out here to mix a project once from LA and and I, I set him up I set him up with Anthony and, uh. and Matt and Mario <laughs> Matt Klein and he was weirded out about it as you would expect you well know? those are a couple weird boys yeah well I, you know, <laughs> we don't know what happened Much in that love. room but we yeah. can assume like he's traumatized from it yeah. <laughs> but I mean he 
I remember he went back and he just he wasn't even sure how he felt about it after he left, but he ended yeah. up moving out here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I lived with him for a couple of years, you know, mm-hmm. like we, we run a house together. And straight up, like all of a sudden he went from that to skipping home. Like, you're not going to believe what we just wrote today because it just goes to another level mm-hmm. when you got somebody focused on lyrics and somebody and, and for him just coming up with these melodies that are awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's cooler, man. It's like yeah. that's what you need. It's so much more competitive, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, listen, climbers out there that are lyricists, I hope this has helped you out. I hope this... Uh, go back and listen to this again. Mark it. <laughs> Every six months, maybe you need to go back and hear this if you just need a little kick in the britches or a little, you know, keep your chin up. Um, but this is stuff that's helped me along my journey. I hope it helps you on yours, too. There you go. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another Killer Klein episode. After we give this one thing away. Oh, we got something to give away? That's right. We'll do it. Well, if you, yeah, exactly. Well, you, if you've listened... You, you know what's coming. But I have a free ebook for you. It's called Think Like a Pro Songwriter. You can get it at giftfrombrent.com. It has a bunch of stuff in there about like how to connect how to, with a publisher, how to get on their radar, how to know who's looking for songs, yeah, how the pros know who's looking for songs to record, a bunch of stuff like that, mindset stuff, and then actionable stuff. So it's Think Like a Pro Songwriter. You can download it for free at giftfrombrent.com because it's my gift for you. So it is free. So just download it there, and also it'll get you on the Songwriting Pro Insiders list, and, and you'll get just a bunch of free, cool information, helpful stuff, help you on your journey. Help you get to where you need to go. Yep. All right. So, hey, if you haven't joined the Climb community, again, do so. Uh, just search for Climb community on Facebook. You have to ask to be let in, but we let everybody in. Be good boys and girls, or you will be roadhoused. Share this information. If it's working for you, probably gonna work for somebody else you know they're gonna want to they're gonna want the kind of inspiration too something to something to follow after so put it up on your socials let everybody know about it subscribe 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 it'll automatically come in every tuesday for the full episode and every friday for the mini-sode and then finally uh leave a rating and review take 30 seconds and do that it means the world to us and it will uh, help other people just sticking their toe in the water get used to making that so this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 